we're back, baby! Hell yeah, we are. Welcome back to the show. It's 30, 30 and dying. Season five. One, two, three, four, five. One hand. One whole hand. Look, Ma, one hand. Oh. Handlebars? No. No. Waka flocka. Oh. <laughs> it's like I knew it as soon as I said it that it was wrong, but I didn't know what the right Look, answer Ma, was. Look, Ma, no hands and no darling. I don't dance, but I'm with Roscoe. I'm with Waka. I think I deserve a chance. I'm a bad motherfucker. Okay. I don't know the rest of it. That's as far as I know. More go. than I knew. Um, welcome back. Welcome back. It's your favorite six sad millennials. That one's Courtney. I'm Courtney. And this one is Clarissa. That's Clarissa. I am. And as you can <laughs> tell, we haven't gotten any better over the last two or three weeks. I might. Guys, I might get better. Big news Big coming to the pod. Big news. I have a therapy appointment. Finally, if you've been listening since season one, and I'm talking like first three, four episodes of season one, um, Courtney had reached out to a, a therapist way back then and never got a call back because that's the state of our mental health system. Mm. Uh, and then just, you know, she also didn't call back because like we millennials is how it goes. Yeah. But now it's happening. It's happening. She's finally getting professional help. Yeah. Would you like to know why? Yeah, please tell me. I didn't have to call anyone. It was all done on the interwebs, on the interwebs, and through email. I love that. And it that. was the best thing I've ever done in my whole life. And I have an app. I love that. And that's like I can cancel appointments and stuff yeah. through the app. And we can there's like a conversation, like a chat in Whoa. the app. So like I can just be like, hey, problem, help, you know? <laughs> hey, problem, help. So it's it's all like that's I don't so have cool. to call anyone. That's a, did you do it through one of like the apps or like? Like, is it a practice? It's a practice. Okay. Um. So I heard about it from a friend. Oh. Who uh, recently started going there. Cool. So. We love word of mouth. Yes. It's great. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. I'm mm-hmm. like so jazzed. I can't wait to hear what they do to you. I mean, for you. <laughs> I hope they don't do anything. No. I meant what kind of like therapeutic thing. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. We can finally, like, I know I always talk about mental health and therapy and shit. But we can finally trade stories. Yeah. You can tell me what it's like in there. Yeah. Couch, couch comparisons. Yeah. Do I lay down? Is it's, that not the norm? Because that's how I see it on TV. So Yeah. No. Um, with, well, look, it's up to you. Like, you don't have to. Do you think Do you think it would be a good way to break the ice if I'm just like, do I just lay down or? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might be a good way to show that you cope with your humor. That might be a good, like, oh, punch right in the giggle I'm sure dick. she'll know real quick. Yeah. I mean, you'll, it'll come out, but... Yeah. You know, you could just go in and flop down on it instead of asking at all. No, just I'm respectful. Or... Or not, and I don't I don't want to test that right away. Okay. Yeah, because I don't want her to be like, I'm never going to see you again that quickly. Yeah. Because I do need help. It's good to build up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, good luck in there on that couch. Um, No, I never lay down on the couch, okay. personally. If there was a chair, I always chose the chair instead. I feel okay. like it gave me, like, a, I'm not that bad. You know, like, don't send me away. The couch is sent away. The chair is not. It isn't. But Explain when... in your head how that works, please. I can't. I was in the throes of my mental illness when I came up with this theory. Okay. No, it's when it was like when I first started, like my first couple rounds when I was like, I don't want to do this. And I still had all those preconceived no shitty ideas of... about therapy. Yeah. I would be like. Ooh, I bet that like really helped your therapist decide like what you choose. 
is how you feel. I'm sure it is. Yeah, like the fact that I sat down in the chair furthest away from her and crossed my arms. Oh. I don't know. I, I didn't. I still had all those shitty ideas about therapy. And I was like, I thought it was a power play. Mm. And she probably was like, got her. Yeah, I totally understand she, the problem. Now. Yeah, I got got. Personally, <laughs> my therapist got me. Um, no, I, but I I've sat on the couch since. I've never okay. laid down though. Okay. My last therapist had a couch, and the first times I was going, it was just the best one to sit in. Or no, the first times I was going, it wasn't. But then she changed offices. <gasps> Ooh. And then like so, then I would sit on the couch, but I would never lay down. I would just sit in the couch and grab a throw pillow. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Comfy pillow. Yeah, always. Always. You got you got to hide the stomach. <laughs> yeah, as if she doesn't know. If I didn't even walk in and was like, what up? Yeah, like I cannot sit down anywhere unless I have something hiding the fat Same. with a pillow, a blanket, blanket something. A cat, my knees. Something. Yeah, I right. got to do it. I don't know why. And when I lay down, shirt goes over neck. I do it all the time. <laughs> I, I go all the way up here. Oh, you go to nose. Yeah, because I tuck it under my glasses so Ooh. that it stays in place. Okay. You know, because I'm, I'm efficient. I go to, to underneath the lip. Yeah, I don't have enough I just of a, chin. I chin it. I don't have enough of a first chin to do that. I've got, <laughs> like, it doesn't stay on. Because, like, this is not a good angle. So, I doubt, hon, you know what? I should not lay down. There we go. Up to you. Decided. I'm not laying down. I don't want her to see me like that. That's awful position. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) You're going to cry faster than I did, though. So, you might have to. (laughs) Just for sheer. What if I don't? I don't know. You might not. You really hardened up. I mean, I did cry today. Right. And yesterday. Okay. Maybe it'd be easier to name the days you haven't. Can't do it. Something for therapy. (laughs) Um, I know when you told me about this mm-hmm. off off air or whatever that um, you had to take one of those tests. Which one? <laughs> the the, the standard one. Yeah. What are they called? Case. Uh, adverse was... childhood something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like I I knew what it was, but I don't think I ever took an actual version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. On adverse paper. childhood experience questionnaire. It's ten questions, and that's how they placed you. Yeah, so, like, if you answer yes, you get a point. If you answer no, you don't get a point. And in this questionnaire, points are not good. You don't want points. You don't want points. This is golf. Is that how golf works? Sure. You want the least amount of points. Oh. So I'm guessing you scored off the fucking charts? Uh, mid. Mid? That's mid. good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I scored a five. Okay. Out of um, ten, you said? Yes. So a normal score is zero. You should not score points. Um, a one through three is intermediate risk cool. for toxic stress. I always want to say toxic shock syndrome when I hear that. I hope no one has that. Don't put your tampons in for too long, guys. Or take them out. You can get it other ways, too, can't you? I am only aware of tampons. Me too, but I never got a pamphlet about it or anything else, but I'm sure you can get it other ways. Maybe. If you've ever gotten toxic shock syndrome from not a tamp, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> a bitch is curious. Um, anyways, so one through three is intermediate risk. Right. Um, four or higher is high risk. Of so there's not stress. even a mid. There's not. A, I mean, if I'm going to be mid of the high risk, I'm mid of high risk. Okay, but they don't give us a mid. There's not a medium risk. There's either intermediate or high. Or bam. Wow. So okay. So tell everybody when you go. 30 Thursday. So you guys will be listening to this and I will be listening to a therapist tell me I have problems. Yeah, her therapist will be listening to an, an uncut version of the podcast, basically. <laughs> well, I hope that it goes really well. Yeah, I think too. it's super apropos that it's happening on 30 Thursday. Can you def- 
uh, use that in appropriate. A... Okay, we've had this exact exchange before. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm. I think it's cool it's happening on Thirty Thursday. You can make fun of me in my fucking face like that. Yeah, I just did. Whoa, what are you gonna do about it? Probably nothing. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm nervous. Um, I don't know how much to just word vomit so quickly because I'm so open. Yeah. We all know this. If if a stranger will listen to me, I will tell them my problems. You will. You are that you are that person. <laughs> they'll be like, oh sorry, I didn't see you there. And you'll be like, my mom's dead. <laughs> and they'll be like, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's like so nice. Both my parents are alcoholics. Yeah. All everyone who I love dies. I want to be in a coma. I <laughs> I would say don't t- don't say that kind of shit. I I'm not gonna tell you not to tell your therapist things. Mm-hmm. Like official disclaimer. I have, to, I have to understand her first before I know what I can say. Yes, it's exactly like people. You can't just come. Yeah, in your hot therapist with, is a person. Well, no, I mean I mean like regular social interactions. I know you can't just come in hot with like suicide jokes. Right. You have to work your way up, or don't say them at all with some people. Yeah, I have to. I have to test her humor levels. Yes, exactly. Yes, that. I, I can start sprinkling in funnies. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank I hope you. it goes great. Me too. Uh, I love that it's happening when the podcast is coming back, 30 Thursday. You can tell her all about it. Hopefully she doesn't shut us down. And that's part of what we're going to kick off the season with today. Uh, so we are going to, you guys know, we talk about like being grownups and being 30, dirty and dying and everything that goes along with this aging millennial experience. And mostly it's negative stuff. And, you know, for everybody who's like, eh, you're too negative. Eh, you, you be positive. Eh, use post-it note affirmations. Here you fucking go. You're Here welcome. you fucking Here go. Here you go. We're going to be more positive this week. Um, Not completely because we're incapable. But we're going to do, what are we calling it? Glows and woes of adulthood? Sure. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what you said. And that's, I like it. It rhymes snappy. Glows and woes. The glows and woes of adulthood. So we're going to talk about some things we like about being adults and at this age and blah, 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 blah. But we're also going to talk about things we don't like. Balanced experience. So we're, we're not pessimists today. We're just... Mid. Yeah. The glass is there. Half full, half empty. We don't know. It's half. It's half. So I'm excited. But dive. first... We gotta go back in time. For the first time in a while. Back in time. All right. So excited. Courtney, why don't you tell us where we are? We are in 1919, 1987. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 1987. It's a millennial birth year. Yeah, we don't do 80s a lot but like millennial years from 81 to 96 yes so like we almost never do 80s i'm like we need to do some 80s yeah we got to include the elder millennials yeah we like my sister yes who was born in 1987 oh cute i yeah. love that mm-hmm. well to dive in on that you know i looked up some people who were also born in 1987 Whoa. celebs we know and love i know i know i know one who tell me um, Jason Kelsey. Oh, was he really? Yes, he was. I didn't see him. He was born in 87. Travis was born in 89. Look at me learning T-Swift lore from you. I don't know anything. But you I'm know, glad. It's, it's a Super Bowl, in parentheses, Taylor's version. The Swifty Bowl. The Swifty Bowl. I love it. I'm so excited. I'll watch it. I love their love. I love that. They're so cute. I love their love I too. I can't, like, I'm, I'm not a Swifty. I've said this before. My sister, huge Swifty. Yeah. Right? 
she claims. She Swift. really. She's Swift. a big fan. Swiftie she's an admitted big fan. Yes. Um, I wouldn't consider myself to Swiftie. I couldn't name very many songs. I couldn't tell you what anything is. Um, I've enjoyed all of this Eras tour stuff. Yeah. I think she's a really great songwriter. I think she's a wonderful businesswoman. She has her shit together. She's funny. Yeah. Like, good person. Totally. Loves cats. I know that. I'm aware of that. Yeah. No, I love them together. I think they're great. Yeah. So people are saying that he's going to propose at the Super Bowl, but I think that's a stupid idea. Would you like to understand why I think it's a stupid idea? Yeah. Tell me. I want to know. So they're both very famous people. Of course. They're always in the limelight. Of course. People are always watching them. Of course. They're always doing these things. Right. If, if Travis wanted to respect their relationship, I think he would do it in private. You think so? I think so. I don't think he would make a spectacle out of it because their whole lives are a spectacle. But something so important and so, like, about their love that they they keep kind of private. Like, you don't... You see them out and, like, stuff like that. And obviously after the big win that happened, like, yeah, they kissed pictures. on the field. You know, all the things. Yeah. Um, but, like, everything else is, like, kind of private. They want to keep their life, like, their love, like, kind of private, which is fine. Yeah. I, I don't think that he would make a huge spectacle out of it, just out of respect for her and them and, like, their whole relationship and their family. Yeah. I mean, based off everything I know about him so far and their relationship, it seems like if he was going to do that, it would be something they would have already agreed upon. Right. Like, maybe he, like, real proposed privately and then was like, are you okay? Right. If I do something like this. Yeah, but it's also so early... Like, I feel like, I mean, when you know, you know. I guess. Which is fine. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's just very sudden. And I think because, like, what if they lose the Super Bowl, you know? Then then their whole, like, marriage is based upon a loss. You don't want that. I guess not. I don't know. I don't really think it would fucking matter, personally. <laughs> I don't think i care. Like, but maybe he would. But, yeah, I, I think it's a good theory. But 1987 is apparently... Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. Tangent. Hey, it happens. It's it good. Does. Some other people who were born, though, okay, besides one of those Kelseys, mm-hmm. Evan Peters <gasps> from American Horror Story. The love of my life. I know. I love I have so a lot much. of loves. Yeah. You know, ironically, because in that one season of American Horror Story, he Which played um, Cult. Oh, yes. He played, for only like an episode, um, Andy Warhol. Mm-hmm. Andy Warhol died. In 1987. Whoa. And then Evan Peters was born. Coincidence? I don't know. I think not. Probably not. Probably not. Evan Peters is so talented. Yeah, he really is. I literally have no words of how great he is. I don't either. He's great. Yeah, the feeling I feel of Evan Peters is how I feel about Bo Burnham. I like how you use the feeling I feel. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay, who else? Let's see. Hilary Duff. (gasps) The queen Hilary Duff. She woke up, woke up on a Saturday night. In 87. Yeah, I don't know if it was Saturday. Yeah, I don't know. Wake up, wake up on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um, you do the hockey stuff, right? Sydney Crosby. Crosby. Yeah, I do that. And then the last one I have is Zac Efron. You know, I used to think Zac Efron was, like, very attractive. But since he, like, whatever he did with his face, he just looks like a square. I like it. I dig the square. Oh, I don't dig the square. I never thought he was attractive when we were growing up. I always thought he was attractive. I never did because I remember everybody had like the po- like High School Musical, yeah, 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 and the posters of him, and I was like, I don't. Well, get not it. even, not even High School Musical. I didn't really watch that, but like that was like you know young boy, yeah, yeah, which teen. is fine. But like in uh, Neighbors, okay, like, when, when he, he was older, first started to buff out a little bit. Yes. That is when I'm just, like, hunky. Yeah. Right? But, like, this whole jaw surgery, whatever he had, he says he didn't. I don't. I call bullshit. He had some cosmetic surgery going on. Um, Not great. 
Not a fan. I'm okay I don't with think it. he looks good. I'm okay with it. I think he was also attractive in like the neighbors era when he started to like buff yeah. out a little bit. He's one of the Baywatch. Few people... He was on Baywatch, right? The new Baywatch movie that I came really out. don't know. I'm not sure. I he's one of the few people that I think is really attractive, like cut. Like, ripped. Oh, yeah. That doesn't usually, like, do it for me. Yeah, no, I'm not a buff person. No, like, I'm fine I, with it. I love a dad bod. Yeah, you know, same. Jack Black. Ugh. Yeah, totally. What a man. Seth Rogen. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Two of my favorite, well, two of my other favorite men. I have a lot yeah. of favorite men. Mike is my absolute favorite man. My yeah. husband. But for famous people, dad bods. I feel it. I totally feel it. Yeah, it's not usually something I'm attracted to, but I do think that Zac Efron looks really good. Like, it suits him to be... Yeah, his body, yes. Yeah. His face, no. I think it's okay. I like it. Um, mm-hmm. But I also think part of the reason I like him more now is because, like, he's become such a really great actor. I he think is he's a very really good, good actor. Yeah, he's and a very I think good actor. I'm attracted to that, like, his, his talent. Okay. Yeah, and seeing him in these roles that, like, I don't know. I never thought the, the swoopy-haired boy from High School Musical would be playing, like, Bundy and shit. Well, see, the thing is, though, his face looked fine in that movie. Yeah, that was a couple years ago. Yeah. It's it's recent. Yeah. Well, I feel like he's sort of looking really different when he did that this movie that just came out, the Iron Claw thing. Yeah. Well, he also had a really bad, like, hair cut. Like, it was a wig. Yeah, but that's how their hair looked. It was the 80s. Yeah, oof. Looked bad. Yeah, men's hair in the 80s did not look great. Women's, I think, looked bitchin'. I love the big, poofy hairs. Yeah, me too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, men had had a struggle time, though, in the Mullets. 80s. Mullets. Yeah, that, like, He-Man bowl cut shit. Oh, He-Man, yes. yeah. It's just not the look. You know what I mean? You want to know some movies that were popular in 1987? Yeah. Okay, one was uh, that Three Men and a Baby, um, which is apparently a haunted movie. What? Three Men and a Baby. It's um, It's got the one guy, Selleck. Tom Selleck in it. It's three guys. They raise a baby. I don't fully know the context. I don't know who Tom Selleck is. Okay. Do, um, do you remember in Friends, that older guy boyfriend that Monica had? Yes. Him. Okay. That is Tom Selleck. Okay. Um, so he was in this movie with some other guys. I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. But it's allegedly haunted. There's apparently a scene where you can see a little boy who's a ghost. Mm. on film like in wizard of oz this person that hung himself yeah but apparently this this is a ghost not like someone killed themselves on the screen he was already dead and got on camera right yeah i've seen it i don't think it's legit but the the ghost or the hanging both we've talked about this i know both um i'll never get over it the lost boys those vamps. aretha franklin became the first female artist to be inducted in the rock and roll hall of fame oh shit Look at her. Yeah. The Princess Bride came out also. Dirty Dancing. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to sing the song and then I forgot it. The Dirty Dancing song. Um, I've had the time of my life. I've never felt this this way before. Yes, I swear. It's the truth. And I owe it all to you. Also, that movie Mannequin came out. Do you know that movie? No. It's like weirdly like a rom-com, but it shouldn't be. Um, this is, I'm just going to read a little, little blurby blurb. A young artist searching for his vocation makes a mannequin so perfect he falls in love with it. Of course he would. Yeah. Finding the mannequin in a store window, he gets a job there and brings his creation to life. Why well, do I feel like I've seen like things about this before? I'm sure people have talked about it, like, especially like on the internet and stuff these days. It's it's like if Frankenstein happened in the 80s. Okay. Um, a no smoking rule in the U.S. federal buildings takes effect in 1987. Wow. Because, you know, us. they are smoking everywhere. They were smoking on planes, trains. Automobiles. Hospitals. 
everywhere. Yeah. If you have a cigarette, you can smoke it anywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. The Simpsons came out. The Simpsons. Yep. And it's still going strong. Yeah. I love that for them. <gasps> Larry King suffers a heart attack. Yeah, but he lived like 500 more years. Les Miserables opens for over 4,000 performances at Broadway and Imperial New York City. Look at you, musical queen. I love Les Mis. I love that you love it. Mike also likes Les Mis. That's cool. I, I mean, I like Les Mis a lot. Um, I loved the movie that they made mm-hmm. with Hugh Jackman. I love Hugh Jackman. I do too. What a what a what a man. What, what a mighty good man. Yeah. Wolverine sure. but also sings and dances. Yeah. Can you imagine Wolverine singing and dancing? Honestly, yes. I would love to see it. Would see it right now. Yeah. Tomorrow. He's back. Wolverine is back. What do, what do you mean? On Deadpool. He's going to be on Deadpool. The new movie. Oh, he went away? He died. Oh. His character died in the last uh movie. Oh. That he was in. Oh. I don't watch right. the superhero stuff. I'm sorry. Um, You watch uh, WWF, right? No, but I did back then. Well, not in 87, obviously, but I did in the <laughs> you 90s. you weren't alive. No, I did in the 90s a little bit. I had a couple cousins who were very about it. Well, in 1987, Hulk Hogan successfully defends his title as WWF heavyweight against Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3 in Michigan. Whoa, that sounds like some mania. Maniac, maniac on the floor. <gasps> oh my gosh. What? I just got a reminder for my uh, therapy session. Oh my gosh. I need to confirm the appointment. Go ahead and confirm it. I'm going to confirm it. While you confirm it, we'll get in the spaceship. <gasps> Let's go back to now. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to 30 Dirty and Dying, the show for millennials by millennials. We get real about chronic illness, burnout, nostalgia, and why we aren't exactly thriving. If that sounds like you, join us every Thursday for new episodes. Now, back to the show. So today, like we said, we are kind of, I'm not going to call this a game. It's kind of like a a real talk-ish, but I'm sure we're going to do some gigs, giggles. (laughs) We Um, always giggles. We always giggle. We giggle, otherwise we cry. (laughs) Yep. Which I do anyway, so it doesn't even matter. True. Um, So today we're going to laugh and cry, and it's on purpose. Uh, we're doing the glows and woes of adulthood. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about like, 30, I hate 30, my nine. life. Yeah, everything sucks. Blah blah blah. This is so hard. Work I mean, sucks. I know. Yeah. Why though? <laughs> glows and woes of adulthood. We're gonna talk about what we like about being this age and stage and blah 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 blah. We're gonna talk about it all. Yeah. And just go back and forth and kind of share experiences a little bit. And hopefully you guys can relate. And if you can't, tell us your glows and woes, and we'll do more of these. Maybe we'll yeah. talk about yours. We'll talk about more of ours. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's always glowing and woeing. What yep. do you want to start with, good or bad? Um, Let's start off strong with bad. Okay. <laughs> Stick with what we know. Well, a lot of things have been coming out recently with, like, taxes. Yeah. But also, which kind of, it, it all kind of goes together. Yeah. Um, Some political figure came on and said that uh, they're going to change the retirement age, or, like, they want to change the retirement age to after 70. Ugh. Which gives me the worst woe of, like, I cannot do this forever. No. Like, I already, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work till I die. Yeah, I'm gonna die to retire. Like, there, there's no benefit given to us anymore. No. We're fucked. And it's, but that's not even given. It's earned. Like, in this system, I feel like it is earned. Like, but we work. But we, 
But we don't earn it anymore. No, that's what I mean. But it's like people act like it's, it's not. It's they're not, taking away a handout, and it's not. You're no. taking away stuff that people have worked for, yeah. and have earned. Whether that's through a job, whether that's through contributing to society in some other way, taxes, like whatever. Ugh. What? But we're contributing to something, and we should be able to see the rewards of that, whether yeah. it's personally or not. Like I think personally too, but there are a lot of ways that it could benefit society and individuals so it's not like handouts it's like we're we're, we're putting something in yeah, to get I've been something working out since i was 15 years old yeah like i can't go from 15 to 70 no. working are you kidding me that's no. that's my whole life yeah we made i don't remember what it was but we had like a meme or a tiktok or something that went out and somebody commented like i'm gonna do the financially responsible thing and die at 55 i would love to yes Corey's therapist <laughs> If like, you find I, us. <laughs> no, no I think never. people get it. It's just like, it goes along. I mean, I said a lot of stuff about finances and stuff, but mm-hmm. also just like, we talk so much about the existential dread and the existential crisis. And that's like our overarching, why we feel the way we feel mm-hmm. sometimes and why a lot of people feel the way they feel. And I, for me, what goes into having that existential dread and crisis is this, like, this is never going to end. It's never ending. And I don't just mean work. I mean a lot of things. Yeah. But, like, it's just, it's always something. It's always cost something. It's always some, like, kick to the throat, you know, news or responsibility or something that you have to do. And it just never, ever is going to end. It's like, what am I even going for anymore at this point? To just keep doing... To just keep living. Yeah. Because there's nothing else. Yeah. But it's not even living. It's like surviving. Yeah. We're like, we're just doing this to keep surviving. And I know, I don't know. I know that like the other generations and the older ones, I think we're like sad sack weaklings because we want to do something other than just turn into dust at a desk. But like, I'm sorry that I feel like that makes me sad. It gives them existential crises too. They just did it in other ways. We're just actually talking about it. Well, that's. Yeah. We're just actually talking through it instead of just holding it all in and really goes along with a lot of my stuff, the the woes, like the, that existential, this is never going to end. For the rest of my life? Yeah, there's got to be something in the, you know, on the path somewhere that is a payoff. Yeah. And not always financially, but that's part of it. Yeah. Because, I don't know. And then with my, like, with my health. Right. Crohn's doesn't go away. No. Another reason why I need therapy is this is why, like, I've kind of, like, got into, like, this sadness. Yeah. Because I was never like this before. No. Um, Crohn's isn't curable. So I will be getting infusions or some type of, you know, medical thing. Yeah. Um, And my current infusions cost $20,000 every single time, which is every eight weeks. So every other month. Yeah. I'm getting a $20,000 infusion and I will be doing that for the rest of my life. That's crazy. And knowing that I will never not have a medical bill, I hate that. Yeah. Because there is no cure. Like, I can never be cured. Yeah. It just is. Yeah. Even if they do something else as a treatment, it's It's something else. It's going to be costly. It's only going to get more expensive because just how the world is. Yeah. Everything always gets more expensive. So my $20,000 infusion is going to be, it started out as 10. I start in 2020 is when I first started my infusions. They were $10,000 and now they are $20,000. They have doubled. Oh my God. Since getting them. But see, that's what I mean. So it's next like, year they will be 30. You just can't like, you just never, it just never feels like you get 
a break. No. And so for so long, I think generations before us, and even us for a long time, there was the idea that like at some point it'll pay off and we'll work towards the thing, like yeah. retirement or whatever your goals are. Like your 401k and your retirement yeah. and like you have something to look, yeah, you have something to look forward to. Like my, one of my coworkers, her last day is tomorrow. Yeah. She's retired and she's so excited to spend time with her grandkids. She's so, to go camping with her husband and like Aww. do all the things and like take uh, vacations with her friends. Like she's ready to do all of that. I will never get that. Not, not in that not, way. Yeah. Not in the way that she gets to do it and with the benefits that she has. Yeah, because the that world is changing. we don't have anymore. Yeah, the world is changing. The, the economy has changed. And just what people have to do to survive is changing by the minute. Yeah. And we're just like right smack dab in it. And so is Gen Z and so are the other people. But I'm just saying like, it's weird when you've had like the view of this is what it will be like while we were growing up. Yeah, because it, and then it once, was that way. Yeah, and then once we got in it, it just was, like, Never rapidly mind. changing and continues to rapidly change. Yeah. So, yeah, that's definitely a woe for me, that existential, just, like, constant kick in the teeth. I can't. So should we cheer it up? Please. Okay. This goes with what we've talked about already today, making my mental health a priority. Yeah. As a good thing, as being an adult. Like, you know, I grew up in a way that it was, like, mental A lot of us have this experience. Mental health wasn't really talked about. Healthcare in general, you know, relied on who you were with and who was taking care of you. And you didn't really have much of a say, obviously. Um, And I don't know, as a kid, I was just never given the opportunity to do that. Now, I wouldn't have understood how as a kid for all the other reasons. But it's nice as an adult to be able to prioritize my mental health, Mm -hmm. whether that's through actual healthcare or whether that's living my life in a way that makes my mental health a little bit more manageable. Like, where I put myself, my surroundings, the people around me, things I do and don't do. Like, if I don't think I can, I don't want to say handle, but like, if I don't think something works best for me, um, I cannot do it. Or I can I can modify it in a way that makes it good for me. And, you know, as a kid, you, you can't really do those things. Yeah. Um, so it's nice to be able to be in a, a setting where you can you know, prioritize that part of your life and your health and nobody can tell you no. Money can tell you no. Yeah. For if the you can't afford it. Yeah, for the healthcare part of it and stuff. But I don't I don't just mean that. I mean yeah. in other ways. Like, you know, like I said, like not doing certain things or like if you have really bad social anxiety and a lot of us were just like, shut up and get in there as kids and just do the thing and then you have this internal panic attack the whole time and stuff like that. Nobody's telling you don't nobody has to tell you to shut up yeah. and get you in there and do home. it. You can stay home. You cannot do the things that give you that anxiety or find a way to do them that isn't so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And if it becomes overwhelming, leave, you can leave. Yeah. Like it's not, somebody's not like keeping you there and making you do things because that's what happens when you're a kid, you know, yeah. you're just kind of like corralled. It's nice to not be corralled. And for me, that's one of the motivations of why I choose to do cer- certain things and not do certain things. And it's nice to be able to think that way. Yeah. And Put it into practice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was never really forced to do things as a kid because no one did anything in my family. (laughs) Oh. I was. My my grandma, my grandma was like a a homebody. Yes. Yeah. It was not that. We didn't really leave the house. I mean, we were, but it's like, you know, if if we had like family stuff or it's like church was a big deal, like that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that, you know, it's, it goes into the larger thing of just not having people tell you what to do. Yeah. Which is lovely, but for me, that's one of the specifics of, like, things that I know aren't going to be good for my mental health. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do them. 
Yeah. You know? But not even just with mental health. You don't have to do it. That's yeah. the, the thing about being an adult. You don't have to do anything that you yeah. don't want to. You don't. Yeah. That's true. If I if I want to wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning and make pudding, I can wake up 2 o'clock in the morning and make pudding. Hell yeah. No one can stop me. If I want to go to buy a cake for dinner. I love cake. I'll do it. Cake me up. Cake me up, daddy. No, but really, that's that's another one of mine that I put down is just being able to do whatever you want. Yeah. Nobody can tell me no, you know? Garlic bread, whenevs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Another bad thing. Sure. Shift it up. Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have- Just in general, money. Financial responsibility- it's it's so hard. It's yeah. so hard. Like, I feel like both of us are very lucky to own a home. Yeah, totally. Because people our age and people trying, like, in that part of their lives, like, they cannot afford it. Yeah. And it, it just, everything, like, Mike and I used to be able to go to Aldi and get groceries for, like, two weeks for, like, $100. Right. Now we're spending almost $200 for one week of yeah. food. And we haven't changed our eating habits. No, yeah, I get I it. I mean, we can buy little snackies once in a while. But, yeah. like, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's not like something massive has happened that no. would change your... It's still basically the same yes. need. And you're buying the same amount of, of, you know, product. Yeah. But it's so much more. Yeah, his... One of the things specifically at Aldi that he got, he gets the uh, um, chicken cordon blues. Oh, I've seen them, yeah. And when we first started going to Aldi, they were 99 cents. Yeah. And he was like, I'm buying the whole box. Yeah. Because they're individually wrapped. Right. But he, like, bought a whole sleeve of them because he loves them. And they're only 99 cents. Uh, They've been out of the store for a while now and he's very upset about it. But before they, they were $1.99. So, yeah, that's a huge jump. Yeah. For one individual wrapped Coron Blue. Yeah. And honestly, if you have, like, um, you know, there's some stuff that we have to buy that's, like, gluten-free. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, yeah, I'm a pescatarian slash vegetarian, whatever. But, like... Justin is has celiac disease. It's not like we are not. It's not trendy. You know. It's it's not. He that. physically cannot. Eat he it. gets so sick, dude. But yeah, there are things that we have to get, and like they're always going to be a little more expensive. Like I'm aware of that, but just the the level of expensive has changed so much in oh, just yeah. like the last like two or three years. It's crazy. Also, one thing I put with the financial part of it is the uh, the expense of trying to be successful and doing things like. It costs money to do literally anything. And I don't just mean, like, career successful. Right. I just mean, like, this, these benchmarks that we feel like we're, we have to hit to be a quote-unquote successful adult. Yeah. Like, a certain level of education, owning right. a home, having a car, us like, being able to buy these certain things and do these things. Um, it's like everything costs something. And we go into this crazy level of debt to achieve that. And then we can't enjoy anything we've achieved. Right. Because there's no money left. And then if one thing happens, everybody's screwed. Like, I don't think a lot of people in our generation, in our, our you know, socioeconomic bracket, whatever, could withstand more than like one or two, if that, like emergencies without it completely tapping them out. Right. And that's, that sucks. We like, you go into debt for school, you go into debt to have a vehicle, you go into debt for a home. You, if you do Or rent. Yeah, rent. Yeah. Renting, for the most part, is more expensive than a mortgage. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's part of the reason we doubled down so hard and, and scraped as much as we could together to buy right now. Because we were like, our rent was going to be the same, if not more, to rent a shitty two bedroom apartment. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
And so and you have a full ass home. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, but that's not the case. You Sometimes you can't do either. No. And it's, I think like there's no shame in the game of like people who are having to move back in with family or, or explore other options. Like it's gotten to that level of like, you just can't fucking win. Yeah. A lot of times. And, but even or if you go off the beaten path, right? If you don't do a nine to five and you want to pursue something like entrepreneurial, the amount of money that you have to put into that to do it and do it well. And yeah. I mean, we're learning some of that stuff right now as we're yeah. trying to like bolster the podcast and do more with it. Like money, time. We, but we don't have, have money and time. I'm so spread thin. Yeah. Even when I don't feel like super duper stressed out and even though just the amount of things that need attention, often financial, Mm -hmm. it just spreads you really thin. I can't leave my house without spending money. No. But like I've been like the past, I would say month of like the paychecks that I've been getting, um, I have not bought like a single thing for myself. Yeah. It's all gone to bills and things that have like I've needed to buy. Because it's like every time we like we were able to like do that, it's like, well then the, we need the oil change. Well mm-hmm. then the registrations do. Well then the HOAs do. Well then this, well then that. And it's just like I had to buy new tires. I had to get a new um battery. Yeah. Recently. I, I and I'm need... just like, I don't it's my car is barely running. It's worth maybe a thousand dollars and I'm putting all this stuff into yeah, it. Yeah, I it's just always something and it always costs money. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the existential dread part of it. It all connects. Everything sucks. But like I feel you on that. And just trying to achieve anything, even if it's just the status quo, is insane debt level. Well and it's not even fair too because like so you pay thousands upon thousands of dollars to get a college degree. Yeah. And then when you're trying to enter the workforce you need 10 years experience to get an entry level job. They're like but I've been going to college. I don't have that experience. It's entry level. I need a job so I can pay for my student debt. But yeah it's just I don't know. Look at us squishing together woes. Education, money, blah. Education connection. Education when, for free. Went to high school, didn't do great. Now I gotta get more cash. More education is what I'm looking at. If I get my degree, I will raise a bigger salary. But you can't. I. The fact that I still know that whole thing. You're listening to 30, Dirty, and Dying. If you're in your late 20s and your early 30s and don't quite feel like an adult, but you certainly don't feel like a kid anymore, you may have found the right podcast. Every week we wade through our own existential crisis and figure out what life is supposed to look like on this side of 30 and relive some of our favorite memories from years gone by. We'd love to have you along for the ride, so make sure you follow and find us on social media at 30DirtyAndDying to keep up with what we're doing next. All right. I just want my silly little coffee. Speaking of, this is one of the the good things, the glows that I put. Okay, please, I need it. I've gotten sad. A little treat. I love a little treat. A little treat. But I can't afford a little treat. No, but here's the thing. It is nice. Like, you know, everybody has that story of like being in the backseat on the way home from the grocery store or whatever. Being like, mom, grandma, whatever. Can we stop at McDonald's? We have food at home. You know what? I understand why. I understand why. (laughs) However, if I want to stop and give myself a little treat, I can get myself a little treat. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I did my Target pickup, which was just like cleaning supplies Mm -hmm. and then a few grocery items that I get there. Um... And, uh, you know, they do the thing now with the pickup where you can add a Starbucks to you your order. Do you get a kick pop? No, I got oh. a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Their grilled cheese is so good. It's bitchin'. Oh, my God. But it's like I'm sitting in the car. You know, I just got in and I was like doing the I'm on my way thing. And it mm-hmm. pops up like 
do you want to add some Starbucks to your thing? And I was like, don't mind if I do. And <laughs> nobody can tell me there's coffee at home. Nobody. No, no. I'm getting my little treat. I deserve it. Mm-hmm. And I love that I can do that yeah. as an adult, you know? I got the pistachio cold, cold brew. I loved it. But you know it's better? Um, wait. I know it because you say it a lot. Brown sugar shaken. Never said that in my whole life. Um... The Irish cream cold brew. Oh, God. I'm sorry that I don't... Which didn't come back out, and I emailed Starbucks. Because <laughs> you know how, like, it's I... It's one of your glows that you can email businesses when you're upset with them about a product not coming out. Because... And every time I email them, I'm just like, this isn't a complaint. I'm not a Karen. I just really... <laughs> I just really like this item that you no longer have. Um, okay, thanks, love you, bye. I'm like, I never want to be that person, right? I'm not a Karen. But I want you to know that I am upset in the most positive way I possibly can. There were so many, <laughs> like, contradictions in that <laughs> fucking monologue that you just did. Do you know how many companies I've emailed? <laughs> I know of at least three. Hang on. Um, I know Taco Bell, you said you harassed them for a decade. Yeah, and they brought out the volcano menu. Because so it, of me, you're welcome, guys. So just keep trying for 10 years. Um, I know Kit Kat. Yep. Because of Mike liked a red velvet Kit Kat. Yep. And you wouldn't let it die. Um, they let it die. Now I know about Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I feel like Crocs. I have never emailed Crocs. Didn't you tweet at them or something, though? Oh, I've tweeted them about how much I love them. Just general happiness. Oh, have you emailed Fazoli's asking him to come I back? I did. <laughs> that was the fourth one. I was like, there's I another. I did email Fazoli's and I'm just like, hey, can you like come somewhere close to me? Yeah, please. I need you, please. I mean, Fazoli's, if you want to sponsor us, I'll go <gasps> Fizzoli's, anywhere. Fazoli's, please. Okay, Fazoli's sponsor, Croc sponsor. I buy all of your things. Come on. I have so many Crocs. Yeah. Okay. Well. If you If you need me to just try on Crocs and like take pictures of it and leave reviews so people buy them, I'll do that. But I can't keep buying them because they're too expensive. And I'm just trying to make a living here. All right. <laughs> Next thing. What are we on? Good or bad? That um, was good. That was good. That was good. It's a little treat. A little treat. A little All right. treat. Um, I love how a little treat turned into you, like, begging soliciting croc. Crocs for a career. <laughs> um, all right. We'll do one more bad thing and one more good okay. thing. Close it out. What you got? Uh, let me see here. Let me see. What... Ooh, I have a good thing. Okay, save it. Okay. Okay, no, do it now. I, you'll forget. I can curse. Yeah. Fuck it. But yeah, no, that's a good one. You got a favorite curse word? Is it just fuck? Yeah, I like fuck. You know what I like? Son of a bitch. <laughs> that one, the Also fuck. bitch. A bitch, yeah. But I like son of a bitch. Mm. You know? Son yeah, I just say fuck me up or like fuck me. Yeah. I, I say that a lot. Yeah, it's basically just like a comma. Yeah. At this point for me. But honestly, fuck can be used... Every way. Yeah, it's a noun, it's a verb, it's an adjective. Mm-hmm. Like, it's everything. All right, this is one that I feel like is particularly, um... woe Well, relevant right now, because, like, it's tax season and stuff. Mm. Wabbit season. <laughs> um, <laughs> having to be... I wrote a little bit of a paragraph here. Ooh, um, read your paragraph. Having to be a sudden expert in anything from law to insurance to medicine to taxes... So you don't get swindled or not comply with some weird law or policy that we're just supposed to know, even though we didn't learn any of this in school, but I know about photosynthesis. I got mad while I was typing it, I guess, and it just kept getting weirder. Um, But no, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a tax professional. I'm not an accountant. We didn't learn anything about anything real in public school. But do you know why? 
What? It's because they want those professions to do the job and you have to pay them for it. Right. So if I don't understand something, I'm going to have to hire a lawyer to do it for me. Which is fine. I'm fine with, like, like the specialized version of, like, things taking, you know, professionals. I'm okay with that. But I mean, like, if I want to do anything, like buy a house or file my taxes or do some sort of business venture or whatever, I suddenly have to become a fucking savant in all these areas because, again, everything costs money. Everyone's trying to charge you a fee, everything. And it's like, so you don't get fucking taken for a ride every day of your life more than you already have to because just like that's the world we live in. I have to do all this stuff. And that's part of what I feel like exhausting. I have to suddenly be an expert in anything at any given moment. And yes, we have the internet and that's wonderful. But the amount of times I've been in a set situation and just like... What does this mean? Manic Googling how not to get fucked over in taxes. Like, you know what I mean? And it's just part of being adult. And so these things, they just expect you to know. They just expect you to know. Like, like property taxes and stuff. I'm just supposed to know. Well, also, why am I paying taxes for things that I've already paid taxes on and own? I don't know. Like, when I bought my car, I paid taxes on it. Yeah. Why do I pay taxes on it every year? Yeah. I already did that when I bought it. I don't know. I don't know. I paid taxes on the house when we bought the house, right? Yeah, I did Why too. am I paying taxes on it every year? I don't know. I don't know. And it's like, and then it's like, if you don't do one thing right, they stuff, sometimes they could just like put you in jail. And it's like, I don't know anything. And you expect me to you know, know put me things. in jail. Vacation. <laughs> no, please don't. You know what? I'll do it. Fuck it. Take me there. I feel like if Feed they, me. if they actually showed up at your house, you would shit your pants and die before you said, take me to jail. Fuck you. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Are you kidding me? What we could do behind the glossy <laughs> curtain of our podcast. But no, I think that's just, it's just like having to always feel like you have to be one step ahead. And, and understand I'm like 10 steps behind. In everything I do. And it's part of what makes me so exhausted all the time. And that was one of my other lows, but it, this goes into it. Like just being always exhausted because it never ends this is the song that never ends because it goes on and on my friends some people started singing it not knowing what it was and then continued singing it forever just because this is a song that never ends hell yeah and it goes on and on my friends you know it That's how I feel. Yeah. It's just that is in my head all day, every day. Yep. No, that's it. Should we end with something good? Do you have another good thing? I feel like I probably do. I don't, yeah, cats. Cats! You can buy a cat! You can just go get a cat. You just you find just, one on the street. Yeah. And you can the cat distri- The cat distribution system. Yep. The cat chose you. Yep. You keep it. Yeah. You if, th- if a cat comes up to you when you're, like, taking a walk, you have been chosen, you better fucking take care of that cat. Yep. Don't leave it outside. Are you kidding? No. We Unless it has like a collar and it's like an outdoor inside cat. Like it's the neighborhood cat. Yeah. It's a little bit different. We had one like that in one of the old places we lived. And Justin and I formed a, a stakeout. We stayed up for like over 24 hours straight to see exactly where this cat went and where it came from and if it was okay. And because that we were going to determine if we brought it inside. And then we did bring it inside and it flipped the fuck out. And then we saw it on somebody's porch the next day and it going in and out. And I was like, I found out where Benny lived. We were calling it Benny. Um, we found out where Betty lived. She's good. <laughs> and then another time, not too long after that, um, this little baby gray kitten Aww. came up to the door and Justin's friend was over and they were like outside with it. And then the door was open and it just walked right in. <gasps> and I was like, 
hello. And I kept being like, do you want to go back out? Like, do you live out there? And it was just like, no. And it just set up shop. So I kept it inside. Mm-hmm. I barricaded it in a bathroom, made it comfortable, treated it for fleas, got it a bed, did the whole thing. And then we took it to the vet the next day. We couldn't keep it because it had um, feline leukemia, Aww. which is the thing that's, there's FIV, which isn't, it's contagious, but it's, cats can live together. Right. You should talk to your vet. Every Every pet is different, but we had an FIV positive cat and Maisie and she never got it. They have to like fight. Um, Cause it's blood, right? Yeah. It's blood and, and sexual fluids. Uh, I don't know. Uh, fluids is better than juices. Yeah. But they would have to like fight and bite and you know, that kind of thing. Whereas um, leukemia, it can be spread really easily. So it's just like, we couldn't, you know, but we found a rescue and they took her in and it was Aww, great. Baby. I named her Dumpling. They kept her name. <gasps> Yay. Yeah. Aw, little dumpling. Yeah. So cats, they exist cats. and you can have them and they honestly make all of this better. They really do. I get to go home and just cuddle my cat and it just makes me so happy. It does. And you know, even when... And they purr and it's just like, I love you too. I know. And even when they're like mine, like knocking shit over and making you like, why are you doing this? I still wouldn't have it any other way. Keeps me on my toes. Keeps me happy. I love it. Yeah. So honestly, cats. Cats. That's it. That's it. That's a sentence. So that's what we think about being adults. Welcome back to 30, Dirty, and Dying. We came in hot with everything we think about being 30, Dirty, and Dying. Good, the bad, the ugly, and the meow. <laughs> meow. Meow. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Happy, happy, f- almost a five-year anniversary. <laughs> happy five-season anniversary, I guess. Yeah. A little fiver. I hope you guys are locked and loaded for another season of Millennial Chaos. Because we got it going. We got a lot coming at you this season. We got a lot of things planned, both with the episodes, things you can look out for from us, cool new opportunities. We're hoping. We're hoping to really step up our game this time um, if we don't die from exhaustion first. Yeah. So, like, we're trying our best. Yeah. But we really have some good plans, uh, and we're going to do our best to make some stuff start happening this season, at least. Hopefully. I want to say thanks to everybody for sticking with us for yeah. five seasons. If you've been listening, hell, if you've been listening since the last finale and you just, you're stale here, thank, thank you. you. I'm so glad that you liked us enough to stick around. And if you've especially been listening from day one, oh my love God. Love you. I love you so much. Thank you. I, thank I you love for being you a fan. Thank you for being <gasps> a fan. I don't know the rest of it. Uh, barely. That's a... Uh... Golden Girls. Okay, I've never watched it. We've had this conversation yeah, before. We should. We could watch it. Anyways, I, I thank you guys so much. I hope you really enjoy season five. And this was just a little taste. A little... A little... A little treat. A little treat! This was just a this little was treat. A little treat. So go get your little treat. Listen to This Is Your Little Treat. And we'll be back next week for more little treats. And Courtney mm-hmm. can fill us in about therapy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Probably not the next episode. No, but soon. 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 Probably within four episodes. Um, you'll probably hear something. There's more reason to stay tuned for the rest of the season, you yeah. know? Yeah. All right. We love you guys. All right. Bye. I want you. Go ahead and chew your grape. It's All right, fine. everyone. I want you to hear how crispy this very large grape is. Are you ready? Oh my God, don't ASMR me. <laughs> I can't even hear the playback and I know it's bad. Oh man, it's so good. It's such a good grape.